radio for the Agile community. www.agile.fm Welcome to another episode of Agile FM. Today I have an Agile coaching guru, Bob Galen, with me. Guru, because he just released a, uh, a brand new book about Agile coaching, um, the eBack book. Um, we're going to have the link um, of that book to, to Amazon on the show page. Uh, we met just recently in the Nashville conference in the Agile 2022. We were shocked. We had breakfast together and we realized uh, Bob has not been on the show and we changed that right away. And uh, here we go. This is Bob. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate, I appreciate it very much. I was surprised at Agile. Uh, you and I have been in the community a very long time, almost. Yeah. And we have parallel backgrounds and we've never met. I, I know I know of you and I know you're in the New York area, so I've known of you over the years but it was it's funny when you uncover you know people in the community and you just uh, have after a long, together. yeah exactly ex ex exactly uh, yeah. so thank you for having me yeah thank you for uh joining and uh especially so timely because the agile conference was just like a, a few weeks ago um when we're recording this uh this this episode hey bob you can be reached at rgalen.com that is your uh entry point for everybody who wants to find information about you the book your services and everything but as, as you just said like why we bumped into each other uh, doing breakfast it's like i know you i know you right and uh so let's let's talk and we had a great conversation um about the book but then we realized well, maybe that is uh of interest for a larger audience but we didn't record then because we had other things to do but now it's the time to to talk a little bit about the book the back book it's a journey for beginner to mastery and beyond um so um it's a coaching book um i myself do a little bit of agile coaching obviously uh as agilecoach.com which i am <laughs> and um but um, I would like to talk a little bit about this uh, book with you um, because obviously I want to know why, what was the reason for writing it uh, in the first place. There's a, there's a lot of books in that space. Um, what, what triggered this that you started writing uh, and exploring this journey? Thanks for that uh, question, Joe. Uh, it's for me, for me personally, so it's not money that drives if if anyone's writing books it's it's not the <laughs> revenue that at least that, that's my understanding that drives you for me i've written uh three or four agile i've contributed to some agile centric books and what i need because i found that writing takes a lot of energy and it's yeah. and it's and it's a long project and so for me personally, I need to have passion around something. And it, it starts with a problem. I see a problem in the community or a challenge in the community. Mm -hmm. uh, years ago, I wrote a product owner book and it was around the first edition was in 2009. And, uh, and I saw a problem around 2007 that there wasn't a lot of there wasn't a lot of guidance for product ownership back then. And I was like, gosh, this is a shame. And the product owners are struggling in, in the organization I was part of and, and in general in the community. Wow. So it's the same thing with coaching this time. I need, I need to get riled up about something. I need to get passionate about trying to help with something. Yeah. And in this case, I feel, I, I felt like, and I still feel like the agile coaching community is a little bit confused. It's a little bit immature at times. It's a little bit, it, it doesn't have a sense of what agile coaching is. Mm -hmm. um, 
there's a lot of people who claim to be agile coaches um, right. and who really don't have much experience or even you know a sense of what the competencies are around agile coaching mm -hmm. um, they're not walking their talk uh, maybe yeah. they don't know what to walk uh, so i wanted to provide a guide to uh to sort of set the landscape not that i'm a guru you know going back yeah. to what you said i don't consider myself a guru i'm just a practitioner right but i have a good sense of what I work on, I'm a continue. I'm continuously developing my own coaching skills, mm -hmm. and I I have a sense for what that sh should be, what excellence should be. I'm not there mm -hmm. yet, uh, and I wanted to capture that in the book to try to help coaches to improve the, I don't know, the profession of agile coaching. I know that sounds grandiose, yeah. but I really wanted to put something out there to try to let you know raise the bar for agile yeah. coaching. Yeah. So. Um... So definitely, uh, Bob. So I heard this joke before um, in the in the community, and uh, and that was like, what's the difference between a scrum master and an agile coach? And it's it's fifty dollars an hour. Right? <laughs> so uh, and maybe exactly. maybe that goes down uh, the path of what you're saying. It's like, what is what are the differences between these uh, definitions, these job descriptions sometimes, and sometimes they say it's not a job description. Um, now the term of professional coaching is coming in. Um, we hear that term quite a bit, right? So uh, there's, a, there's a lot of things going on in the in the community, and maybe we have the chance to clarify some of those things based on your um, opinion. Um, what did you learn about agile coaching while writing the book? I would be curious to hear. Like, there's, there's got to be something. Obviously, this is a multi-month kind of project to uh, uh, complete a book. Um, and uh, I'm sure there was a journey for you too, where it was like, I learned something about um, agile coaching and I picked something up, even though you have been in this community for quite some time. So one of the things I was looking to do is uh, there were themes in the book uh, that I was trying to anchor on. Uh, one of the things that I, I created for the book uh, was a few canvases to try to provide tools for coaches. So for example, a coaching agreement canvas with a client. And what mm -hmm. does that look like? A coaching self-assessment. Like how do you assess a coaching session and then and then plan it beyond that? So I wanted to I wanted it to be reflective and I wanted it to provide that. The other thing I in the book I was looking to anchor on, like what is a model or what is a mm -hmm. I I hazard to say framework, but what is a what is a framework for for Agile Coaching. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Lisa Atkins and Michael Spade's X-Wing, uh, the Agile, I forget, Agile Coaching Competency Framework. Right. Uh, I, I sometimes call it the X-Wing model where they talk about, they have aspects of coaching. And I and I like that, that sort of a notion. Mm -hmm. uh, and the primary, and I think of it as stances. So the primary stances that Michael and Lisa talked about were uh, training, mentoring, facilitation, and coaching. And coaching, in their sense, was professional coaching, mm -hmm. and and the entire X wing was what does agile coaching? So agile coaching ha is not one thing; it has a variety of stances, or you could think of them as competencies right. that you have to sharpen as a coach. And I wanted to anchor on that or something like that. Now, what I found is a an evolved framework called the Agile Coaching Growth Wheel. Mm -hmm. And so I anchored the book on the Agile Coaching Growth Wheel. And, and the Growth Wheel uh, sort of supports what Lisa and Michael were doing, but it added it added some stances, if you will, and aggregated some stances. So it expanded on this notion of what are the aspects or what are the competencies of a good Agile mm -hmm. coach? You don't have to be perfect in everything, 
Right. All of the competencies. But if you're growing yourself, where are your strengths? What does your client need? And how are you do, how are you continuously learning and developing yourself? Yeah. Uh, so I anchored it on the wheel. The wheel added, in a nutshell, it added a leading stance and it added a consultative or an advising stance, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. it, it actually gave coaches permission to provide advice. Yeah. Uh, th- there's another joke in the coaching community yeah. that, you know, the, the agile coach, all they do is ask questions of their clients until their client's head explodes. And then, <laughs> and they, right. And that's the professional coaching stance. The professional coaching stance is, is one of the, the, you know, sort of the aspects of it, the core aspects of it is you don't, you don't provide advice. You ask questions, you ask powerful questions, mm-hmm. but if that's the only tool you have, you may not be serving your, your client, right. your coaching clients. So the wheel provided that. And it also talked about leadership, a leadership stance from the point of view of the coach is a role model. Mm-hmm. The coach is a leader, whether you like it or not, maybe not a big L leader, in the organizational sense, but a leader in the change leadership in, mm-hmm. in, in that stance. And how do you show up? So yeah. for example, one of the aspects of, of leadership stance is your presence or your gravitas as a coach, yeah. being self-aware of how, how, you know, your presence matters. Or mm-hmm. I think I think your presence matters as a coach and how do you develop that? How do you become self-aware of that? Mm-hmm. So, so that to me, the, the wheel is a nice baseline framework to say, oh, this is what agile coaching is. And then if yeah. I want to aspire to that, I need to develop in those areas. Right. Is that is that related, that comment you just made about these, these stances, is that related to possibly the confusion also of the role of agile coaching? And uh, as you said earlier, right, so there are people in the field of agile coaching that might not possibly satisfy all these stances what's like a typical path you observe when you work with coaches or see coaches on the ground um you know i don't want to say shortcomings but let's say the the lack of visibility into those stances right because uh, my experience is that some some uh, folks they have one very very strong skill and they uh, maneuver into the role of agile coaching but might not have uh, covered all the other stances I, I see the same thing, Joe. It's mm-hmm. I, I. It's that old joke of you know if if all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail, right? Yeah. And uh, I see a lot of that in coaching. The predominant stance I see a lot, and it's not a bad stance. It's a is the professional coaching stance. So I see a lot of agile coaches who are who are going to classes and things and really sharpening their skills in professional coaching. And yeah. and Lisa did this in her book. She emphasized that in her book. The Scrum Alliance and their certifications emphasizes professional coaching stance. In my mind, too much, right? It's not so. So they're overemphasizing that, and they're not emphasizing enough some of the others, so that you, the coaches, are in, being influenced to get imbalanced mm-hmm. towards that. And I, I think a good coach has the ability. The metaphor I use in the book is dancing in the stances or dancing with your client. Mm-hmm. Meaning, depending on what your client needs, a good coach has a sense and respond mechanism and okay. should be able to dance and say, oh, you know what? Professional coaching is not serving the client well. I need to I need to switch and dance to providing advice mm-hmm. or I need to be I need to switch to provide mentoring. Mm-hmm. And then I may need to go back to perfect. So I'm not stuck in one thing. Right. I'm, and I'm not I'm not deciding to do it for me. It's, a, it's not about my comfort zone. It's about, am I serving my client? 
who are, the yeah. client in this case could be an individual that I'm coaching. It could be a team. It could be a leadership team that I'm coaching. So mm-hmm. how am I, how am I dancing with my clients in service to them? And a lot of coaches don't, I don't think they get that very well. And, and therefore they're not developing that, that nimbleness in, in mm-hmm. multiple stances. Yeah. So that's, that's interesting, right? Because like, for example, sometimes you just covered some of those stances like mentoring or professional coaching. Uh, sometimes when I work uh, with folks, what I notice is uh, I bring up the topic of teaching, right? Uh, and uh, I would get feedback like, why would I teach? I'm a coach, right? And it's, you know, and it's like, well, it is still a teaching. We're not, we're not talking about uh, necessarily uh, a big classroom setup uh, and uh, in instruction, but some form of teaching. And there is this uh, this other saying, what we're really talking about a lot of sayings here today. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of them is the first time you really understand a topic is the first time you explain it to somebody else. Right? And uh, so teaching is an integral part um in um in that stance too so we do see some you know low covered areas if you want to look look like this is a map or like a radar or whatever you know um is your book targeting like let's say coaches uh for the team level enterprise level so if somebody wants to pick up a that a copy of that book what is what's your prime audience what are you trying to achieve um so so there's there's a mistake I made in the book. So the prime audience, and I defined it in the introduction, is coaches, mm-hmm. right? So it, it would be team and it could be enterprise. I think any coach, any practicing coach, no matter how, even if you're a big-headed, you know, if you're a big-headed and really experienced, I think you might get something from the book, from mm-hmm. some aspects of it. So it has a broad coaching audience. But probably the biggest mistake I made, and I'm trying to correct it, by by doing some webinars and things in different groups okay. is is the the title has agile coach in it and which which sort of aligns with a role or a job description and and I'm actually one I'm trying to tease apart and say it's not just for agile coaches it's for anyone who wants to coach who wants to increase their coaching competency to improve their performance in their role so that's taken in a, for instance, a scrum master right. in, in, could benefit a manager or a leader. And there's a lot of them in the world <laughs> could benefit from, from sharpening their coaching skills and, and mm-hmm. looking at the world from an agile coaching perspective, not professional coaching only mm-hmm. uh, product owners, I think could benefit mm-hmm. from having coaching skills in dealing with stakeholders and things like that. Virtually I, I, team members, a senior mm-hmm. team member, a developer on a team could could benefit from sharpening their coaching skills. They're not becoming a coach. They're sharpening the skills to become a better developer or a better architect. Right. So I, I don't know if I broaden the view. I, I, I wanted I didn't do a good enough job of teasing apart the role descriptions from mm-hmm. the competencies themselves. And I think the competencies have incredible valuable value to everyone. Mm-hmm. That's super interesting. That's an interesting angle you're taking here because like, just to come back to the professional uh, coaching conversation with the powerful questions, there's really nothing wrong for a developer to have that arsenal of questions, uh, you know, in, in day-to-day work, right? So it doesn't have to be a fully structured uh, professional uh, coaching arc, uh, but powerful questions are still a powerful, powerful tool um, in that. It's an interesting angle and that could benefit uh, possibly uh, everyone. Um, 
we touched a little bit on an agile coaches, right? Uh, you just mentioned the, the role, uh, even job description. How do you feel about uh, having agile coach as a job description? I, you know, I'm torn. It, it seems to be the out there, mm -hmm. right? I, I don't know what to call it. Um, so let's say we could go back in time, Joe, like 15 years or 20 years yeah. when, when people started calling themselves agile coaches. I, I don't know if it's a good title or not. It's it's be, it's it's become like a monetization device. It's become a hierarchical device yeah. rather than like at some point I called myself a Sherpa or a guide. Mm -hmm. And and I like this notion of I'm guiding folks. I'm providing it was multifaceted. It, I don't know if there was even a framework, but part of being a Sherpa was teaching and mentoring and providing advice and there wasn't a lot of hoopla around it uh and it was very egoless it was very servant oriented you were just trying mm -hmm. to serve folks right. um i i think going back if i could wave a magic wand i'd like to go back to that simpler time i don't know if we can and, so, and maybe yeah. and maybe change the name to something that that is a little softer a little less mm -hmm. prescriptive Mm -hmm. uh, and and now it's not just agile coach, Joe. You know this is a technical agile coach. There's an enterprise agile coach. There's an organizational agile coach. There's a leadership. I yeah. mean, there's this there's this entire industry that's been developed around coaching. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if that's serving us well. That yeah. again, even in that sense, I think we should focus on the competencies. Yeah. Like becoming just like a developer should be focusing on becoming a well-rounded developer. There's a lot of air competencies there it's over that, time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's it's can we just focus instead of on the titles and, and the hierarchy and the money? I know that's all important, I guess, right. but focus on the competencies. Competency. And what does being well-rounded look like? Yeah. Remember in XP, the idea of the developers was to become well-rounded. Yes. It wasn't a job description. Like interacting with a stakeholder or a customer was part mm -hmm. of the, you know, it wasn't just sliding code under your door. There was an interaction part. There was a collaboration part. Yeah. Uh, and getting better at that was something that we practiced as a team. Yeah. Wow, I'm a, I want to add one more question to that, and I want to see how you react to that. So uh, I, I think... The job description of an agile coach, I think that's my prediction. I don't think we're going to turn back that time. I think that's, that ship has sailed, right? Uh, that That's going to be there. Same with Scrum Master. Uh, I think we'll yep. see that out there too as a, as a job description. But let me just add one more on top of that. How do you feel about a senior agile coach? I see those see, job descriptions. Yeah, now now I'm, I'm interested in that. Well, I mean, I see senior scrum masters now too, yeah. right? So there's so there's seniors and there's principal. So folks are adding. I mean, I've been an internal leader. I remember yeah. at one company, I was I was less outside focused and more inside focused, and we were building a scrum master team. Mm -hmm. And and at some point, folks wanted a hierarchy. They wanted a growth path. Right. They wanted to know where. I mean, it was it was important to the scrum masters and we right. created we created a career track of scrum right. master and so part of me you know the agile part of me would like flattening of structures That's and right. not have seen, right <laughs> the agile the agile mindset part of me says why does it matter yeah. but then the leader being inside i couldn't sell it, it really demotivated folks folks mm -hmm. were programmed to want that they wanted that so we defined that for them uh mm -hmm. 
it it's I I get sort of torn. It yeah. to, in a word, it breaks my heart a little bit because yeah. it seems like it's on both sides of the fence, and I wish we didn't worry so much about like yeah. where we're at in the in the pecking order. Right. I want to turn the the conversation a little bit from the coaches to possibly people that are hiring coaches and agile coach agile coaches. I have to say. Uh, because it's our topic and this is Agile FM, right? So our focus is Agile. Um, but uh, with all that, let's say, grayness and uh, lack of definition, which is some positives, and obviously there's a background in that in the Agile community. But let's say there is a, somebody who is looking for an Agile coach, somebody who is uh, interested in possibly bringing a coach on to either improve something that is already in flight or doing something around business agility or starting a transformation of some sort, like anything or you know just introducing agile into an organization um how would a person in all that field and in, in that grayness like how, what would be a good approach what would you recommend based on your experience here to to navigate the field and pick pick an agile coach out of this large large pool of possible candidates i i think the the agile coaching growth wheel is a nice discussion vehicle as a backdrop or Lisa and Michael's X-Wing model, whatever, to create discussions. I, what I would recommend is you, one, as an employer, you you do a little bit of research into figuring out what Agile coaching is and mm -hmm. what it isn't. So for example, understand that Agile coaching is a superset of professional coaching, right? right? It, they are not equivalent. Professional coaching is an aspect of that, not the only part of it. Mm -hmm. So just, just create a mental vision of what it is uh, you could read my book you can read some articles so that's at least you you have an it's not just a word mm -hmm. and it's not just in your org chart the second thing is then tie a model to it a competency model where you where you understand we were talking about stances or competencies yeah. mm -hmm. where you understand that it's not just one thing so for example, you, you can discern what I call the one trick ponies, right? You can, yeah. you can interview and you can, unless you want a one trick pony, that's fine. <laughs> but, but, but if, if you don't, if you want a well-rounded uh, agile coach, you understand what that is mm -hmm. uh, and you, and you create conversations for it. Uh, this, the third thing I would say is then you, you move from situational interviewing to you have them coach. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's there's power in audition based interviews for mm -hmm. certain roles, probably mm -hmm. for all roles, but for for certain roles, it's criti critically important. And I think agile coaching is one of those. So coach. So coach me in the interview ha and don't have you can have a simulation question, but actually have a real problem. Right. Yeah. I'm struggling with this scrum team. The team isn't taking accountability. They're not driving results, right? They're they're not accountable to their story points. Coach mm -hmm. me, coach me on that in the interview and see see if you're compatible. So actually, have the coach deliver yeah. the goods. Have Great them idea. have have them coach a team or whatever yeah. wherever you're going to direct them, um, yeah. and and then critique that. The other thing is, I think even if a coach is skilled coaches have unique styles that may or may not align with the organizational culture or the mm -hmm. leadership team culture. So make sure there's a styles connection as well. Right. Wow. Interesting. This is a, that's a, that's a, that's a great idea uh, for, for an interview. Um, 
um, it, it makes it very tangible, right? It makes it very concrete, and uh, also like what your what your possible challenges are, and that would that would fit that approach would fit a, a full hire uh, an employee would also be for a, a freelance um, agile coach. Absolutely. In the Absolutely. Same Absolutely. One thing we haven't talked about real quickly is there's this notion of am I a pragmatist? As a, am I a purist? You may have seen this. I'm a purist agile coach, or I'm a pragmatic agile mm -hmm. coach and not that either one of those is good or bad let's say but but they're not for everyone so part of the interviewing when i say style where is the coach coming from where yeah. are their boundary conditions where are their where are they flexible and where are they oh, so for example joe the other day someone i was uh, interviewing with a potential client mm -hmm. and uh and we're still talking and and i probably will coach for them but they were talking to me about evaluating their product owner team. Um, and they were like, Bob, you know, we would like to get a report from you. So you'll come in, you'll do some coaching. We have a dysfunctional product owner team, uh, you know, 40 or 50 product owners, product managers. And, and they didn't say it, but I was like, oh, you want me to evaluate who's good and who's not good. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we would, we would like you to do that. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, no, I will not. I will not. I, as as a coach, that's over my ethical boundaries. Yes. That's that's your job yeah. to evaluate your staff, not my job. Mm. Uh, now I can help you put together an assessment to identify what good product ownership maturity patterns and things like that, so you could assess your team. Mm -hmm. Certainly, I would welcome to yeah, do that. Not the audio. But, right. Yeah. But, but I am not going to give you a red, green, yellow report on your on your product owner team. But that's but there there might be another coach who so part of that interview is now we're establishing those boundary conditions so we know if it's going to make right. sense to work together. I would yeah. rather do that very early than do it late, mm -hmm. you know, after I've been engaged. Right. Well, that's uh, you would be definitely overstepping. I think your coaching uh, engagement would look very, very different. Everybody would be very agreeable with you uh, um, as a as a mentor, as a teacher, if they knew you would be holding up the red green um, exactly. uh, afterwards, right? So um, silly stuff we still see today. Um, I'm curious to hear, like, because I I was exploring that topic before with the uh, a great idea with the uh, the interviewing. Thanks for that. Um, what is pair coaching? I saw saw that as a as a as a topic in in uh, in your material. What does that relate to? I mean, I hear pairing. I see XP. Um, how do you how do you see that relate to agile coaching? I think it I think it's a wonderful thing if you can sell it and if you can instantiate it. One of the challenges is selling it to clients, mm. uh, but I try to go there. So anytime I'm in a multi-coach situation, we talk about pairing. So I have some blog posts I can send you links to it. But yeah. an example is uh, one coach and I were working with a client. So he and I would have breakfast. So we had we had coaching agreements. We had a contract with the client. We had goals and outcomes we were striving for. And every day for, at, in the morning, and, and we had planned our coaching activity. And we would have breakfast at the client's mm -hmm. site in the morning. And we would talk about our morning. Mm -hmm. And we would talk about, hey, what are you going to do? What am I going to do? I was going to do some leadership coaching. He was going to do some team coaching. Mm -hmm. uh, he's like, you know what? I, I I really would appreciate a separate set of eyes. I'm like, well, why don't we coach? Why don't we coach that session together? Mm -hmm. uh, or why don't we flip? And then we would meet at lunch. So we would plan our day. It wasn't always in lockstep. He and mm -hmm. I weren't always coaching together, but we were we were planning the entire arc on a daily basis together. 
And then we were we were swapping based on what we were sensing. Oh, you know what? I don't I now I sense that you would be a better coach for this than I. Mm -hmm. So we were dynamically shifting based on now we were aligning with our outcomes and we were doing pairing where it made sense. Yeah. Uh, and pairing in the sense of two coaches working with a client or a team or an individual. Yeah. We did a lot of pairing with the leadership team, actually, when we were coaching the leadership team and it worked out pretty well. Uh, we, we would meet at lunch and reflect and we would meet at the end of the day and have a retrospective and reflect. So yeah. we were sort of guiding mm -hmm. the activity. Sometimes it was us as individuals sometimes, and it was all driven by what are the outcomes and goals of the client. Mm -hmm. And how are we how are we tracking towards those things? Mm -hmm. So that's at least my interpretation of uh, right. of pairing. It's not it's not mobbing or pairing in the in that rigorous sense where you right. cannot write, you know, you cannot coach, you cannot ask a question without me being there and there right beside you. It, it's not that. Yeah. But uh, it was it's it's really uh, tactical and strategic because you really are adjusting your your sort of your your glide path on coaching plans. Does that make sense? Did that help? Makes total sense. I mean, also like looking at this, uh, the, the coaching framework, right? We mentioned earlier, and like we could basically navigate and pair through the stances, right? So there's a lot of things we could learn while navigating through the stances as pairs, you know? Uh, so, so part of it, Joe, was strengths and weaknesses of the coaches or we're developing each other. Mm -hmm. So, so again, we were, it increased our self-awareness of what we were, you know, what we brought to the table, what we didn't, what the challenges mm -hmm. were. So we were sort of pairing to me in a coaching sense, you're doing some mentoring there right. and you're doing some collaborative training as well. Um, and the, and the client is benefiting from that. Clients, employees. Exactly. Exactly. Sharing. I mean, yeah. to be perfect to cut to the chase, if I can, what I just described, this open sort of, you know, sort of collaborative pair coaching, that's my preferred model nowadays. Yeah. I, I would prefer not to be a Lone Ranger coach. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, and let me define, I'm part of a coaching team, but we never co-coach. That to me is not the same. Mm -hmm. I, I really want to establish this notion of finding pairing opportunities in, yeah. as part of a coaching team. I just think it, it benefits the, the coaches and the Absolutely. coaching team and the client so much more. Yeah, because you do. I mean, you know, honestly, there, there are certain questions you might be asking more commonly than others. And all of a sudden you pair with somebody. It's like, hey, that was an awesome, powerful question over there. Right. And uh, I'm going to I'm going to take that into my toolbox uh, next time I do something. And I'm you know, I you know, it's, it's just like a, it's a learning environment while by coaching, but it is, you're revealing a lot from yourself in that coaching. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Or, yeah. or take that powerful question, or what about the critique? It's like, Bob, mm -hmm. you missed an opportunity. Mm -hmm. you, you, you were driving with your ego. You were problem solving for the client too much. Mm -hmm. You really didn't listen to the, so getting that feedback. Yeah. As, a, as an individual coach, it's really, it builds your self-awareness and your, yeah. your own personal reflection and improvement. Yeah. This is awesome, Bob. I, I do want to uh, thank you for sharing some of your thoughts um, around uh, your new book, Back, And uh, we're going to have the journey from beginner to mastery and beyond. And I hope that listeners saw the beyond piece uh, in this particular recording, that there is a lot of beyond. There is the growth wheel people can pick up on in the book, plus, plus many, many, many other topics. Um, so, uh, all those links will be provided on the show page. You can just click on it, check out your, uh, material. 
uh, or just go to the website rgalen.com. You're also podcasting at the meta-cast.com. Um, that's a podcast. Uh, I understand there was a short break you just recently uh, had in 2022 for a few months, but you're going to pick it back up. So uh, if you're looking at the episodes and they look a little old, um, yeah, there's some new ones coming. So I just want to say thank you for uh, joining and maybe uh, down the road, we can have a follow-up conversation and see where that profession of Agile coaches is going. So I want to land. Thank you, Joe. Let me yeah. land it this way for everyone who's listening. Uh, going back to that question of why write the book, yeah. another, like a meta reason why is I think the profession of agile coaching, the competencies is incredibly broad and rich. Like some people think you can take a class and you become a coach. Yeah. I've been coaching for 20 years. I'm not done. I can yeah. study coaching for 20 more years and still, still be challenged and, and right. have areas to learn. So the book, and I hope this discussion inspires you, if you want to coach, don't look at it as a one-shot thing or a one-week yeah. thing or a one-year thing. This is this is, this is is an area where you can continue to grow for decades. Mm -hmm. Yes. Continue to serve people for decades, and you can continue to make a difference to your clients and to the world of Agile for decades. Right. So so it's it's really that kind. Look at it that way. And, yeah. be, and and become humble and then just become a continuous learner. Yeah. I uh, Maybe to, to close out, I heard uh, somebody say, like, who was very, very experienced as a coach um, based on my, you know, conversation uh, with that person. And um, I said, you're very experienced as an agile coach. And said, I consider myself a junior agile coach because there's so much I don't know yet. And uh, that kind of humbleness uh, to take that into a job description, right? Where it's, it's yep. still showing so much um uh knowledge uh, that's just uh that was an interesting example for that thanks bob it was an awesome thank you uh, joe it was my pleasure thank to be here thank you for listening to agile fm the radio for the agile community i'm your host joe krebs if you're interested in more programming and additional podcasts please go to www.agile.fm talk to you soon